Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Hello and welcome to We Know's Parenting, the parenting podcast hosted by real-life parents. I'm Peter McNerney. And I'm Beth Newell. And we're not experts, but we do have two small children. In this podcast, we're comparing notes on our week in parenting and trying to figure out what we knows. Beth, how was your week? Oh, you know, pretty pretty good for the most part. I have a story I'm going to get into a little bit later, but... Um, uh, I know all about it, so I'm not going to spoil it. I will say my week was much less stressful. Yeah. I went, I went on a, my second play date. I mean, it sounds like it's just for the parents, the play date. This is pretty scary for you to interact with human beings yeah they're they're the uh, very scary and i'm worried what they think about me and i'm worried whether i'm looking smart cool or uh humble enough and so it's a problem so you took the two kids to the playground with one of the other kids from daycare and his mom yes we went over to their house uh recently and you and i both and bryn and maven the whole family and it was really really wonderful Bryn has a best friend, and they had a bunch of toys, and we hung out for a long time, and it was awesome. And then we invited them to go to the playground, and it ended up just being me and Bryn's friend's mom. And uh, we were on a playground. And boy, was it lovely. You know what? People are great. And uh, you, At no point you feared that your children would run away into the street? Oh, I wasn't paying attention to them, because I was too worried making sure I was having a nice social interaction. And they only fell down a couple of times. Maven got a big bump on her head from going down a slide backwards. 
She just throws her body down slides. They you notice lo- that? They love backwards slide sliding. Yeah. But I will say, this lovely woman told me a story about something horrible they're going through uh, that sounds so terrible. So we went over to their, they had a great, great apartment on the top of this building, and they have roof access, and you can see the whole town on top of a hill. Uh, but apparently underneath them, this old sort of not well woman moved in who screams profanity for like hours during the day and night at herself. And it's like, sounds very sad, but their son is now repeating things that he's hearing from this insane, scary woman, like at school and like, they're talking about it and uh, what a nightmare. And they're like, this woman, they're trying to evict this woman, but like, that's impossible. So they're trying to move. And I was just, all I was thinking is thank God that we have two very quiet, nice uh, old people that leave, live underneath us that don't complain that our kids stomp around all day. Yeah, that's horrible. I At our old building, the neighbors that I used to babysit for, they had a downstairs neighbor, and she would come up on a daily basis telling a sob story about how loud their kid was for like walking or running around the apartment. And they had installed a soundproof flooring on top of their existing flooring, and this woman still came up every day. And it was like put in earplugs but she clearly like wanted like she wanted an interaction she wanted to tell someone how like hard her life was yeah um wait wait wait. these people installed soundproof flooring and she still complained yeah i mean i get it i've i know what it's like to have a noisy upstairs neighbor but you if somebody puts in even a little bit of effort yes um and anyway the swearing thing is so hard because our kids are at this age where you can kind of explain why certain behaviors are bad, like running into the street and stuff, but it's like mostly still over their heads and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Yeah. I, you know, I just read recently, it's a really obvious fact, but kids, kids understand, they believe what you are doing, how you're behaving way more than what you say mm-hmm. uh so it's it this one time Bryn actually dropped an f-bomb at repeating the tv and i had a what did you say and i was like really panicked by it and it was a genuine like oh my god <laughs> and he immediately could feel that and he saw that just there was a tenseness in my body and a seriousness that was different yeah. and he immediately like he we're gonna actually talk about this later He's not the most shame. He doesn't feel a lot of shame. No. But in that moment, that like full shoulders slump and like head down shame thing hit. And it was, he I was so vulnerable and he immediately goes, okay. <laughs> well, Maven's been doing something. This is not that bad, but she has discovered the phrase, oh my God. And she's yeah. very into it. And I guess she must've heard it at school. And, um, but she started doing it so dramatically. So it was like while she was, I would put her to bed and she'd be crying and wanted me to take her out. And she'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it, it's so dramatic. And I think that they've like must they must be doing something at daycare to get her to try to stop saying it because she's shifted into, oh, my gosh, 
Well, I don't know about the, there's a woman, one of the women at daycare. I have heard her say that. Oh my God, Maven, like very cheerfully. <laughs> and Maven seems to be copying that when she was opening presents for her birthday. I tried to get it on tape, but she opens up a box with the unicorn in it and she goes, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that was an appropriate response. It's so funny. But Um, I immediately, I always respond by saying, oh my gosh, to sort of (laughs) tweak it. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not embarrassing. It's just like you don't want her to be the kid that's getting all the other kids to say, oh my God, all the time. That was never a thing I ever thought was bad at all until I started working for Story Pirates where I learned working with kids and in schools that people have different opinions about that. So I removed, oh my God, whoop, I'm going to smack my mic. I removed, oh my God, from my vocabulary entirely in the past 10 years. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal, but also the way she was saying it was very funny and disruptive. Like just her being like, oh my God, she would like react to like me not giving her milk or something. Um <laughs> Mom, oh my God, you're the worst. Give me some milk. She's getting very um, dramatic and uh, very much a two-year-old. And she did another funny thing this week where um, she likes to like complain for drinks and stuff and then decide she doesn't want them. So she, I offered her milk. She didn't want it. I left her alone. I put it in the fridge. She pulled it out of the fridge just to throw it on the floor <laughs> angrily, which is like a very dramatic move. That's that's maximum drama. She's getting some attitude. Yeah, they the throwing and the pushing uh, between those two has has increased. <laughs> There's a she went after him yesterday for no reason. <laughs> and I was just like blocking her. And she's yeah. Like, no, daddy. Yeah, she's like starting shit now. She's like um <laughs> she's stirring it up. Yeah, she's uh, becoming a little bit of a problem. Like, she's, like, more antagonistic than him sometimes, which is surprising because he's such a strong personality. I'm starting to wonder if she notices that I take her side more. <laughs> Be, I mean, because I tell Bryn, like, Maven's little. She doesn't understand, which he doesn't understand. I don't even know why I bother saying that. But it's usually him. He always has the power to end something. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she is now old enough to realize that, like, oh, daddy always thinks I'm right. Yeah, I don't know. She also just has a very, like, devilish sense of humor where sometimes, I may have mentioned this already, but Bryn will be having, like, a full-on meltdown, and I'm trying to get him to calm down. And then she'll say things to him just real cheerfully, and she's like, you okay, <laughs> Bryn? Like, I'm trying to get him to eat dinner, and he's having a full tantrum and doesn't want it, and I know he's hungry. And she's like, you want some dinner? Hey, Bryn, buddy, you okay? Do you want some? He did the exact same thing to her the other night. She was having a meltdown, and he was being sweet. And he's like, Maven, are you okay? Yeah, but she... No! And then Bryn goes, Daddy, I'm being nice to Maven. Maven should say thank you. (laughs) But she does it in this way that's, like, too cheerful, and she's kind of, like, laughing. Like, she's like, you want dinner? (laughs) Bryn, you want dinner? Um, Yeah, she's... There's got to be some evolutionary connection to that sort of tag team sense of meltdowns. Yeah. Whereas one super melts down it, the other one is like, Oh, this is intense and calms down. And it's just really sweet. And the second you calm the other one down, that's when the other one freaks out. (laughs) 
Is there any scientists yeah. listening? Not child psychologists, scientists of any kind. Please validate that uh, concept. Another thing Maven has been doing lately is taking enormous poops. <laughs> I thought about whether to bring this up, but she yesterday said, I want to go pee pee. I go, all right, took off the diaper. She went over to the potty and she was in there for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I kept going in and she hadn't done anything. And she'd just get up and go, go away, leave me alone. And then she closed the door, pushed me out. And then I just hear her in there going, she doesn't really want to go. And then I finally was like, all right, we got to go. And I go in there. And there is, not to be gross, but a man-sized yeah. pile of poo. She's always loved food, but I think she's going through like a growth spurt or something. Yeah. And she eats a lot of fiber. She gets a lot of like fruits. She's a healthy baby. She's a good, good eater. And now it's time for We Don't Knows. This is a segment where we share our most defeating or perplexing parenting moment of the week. Beth, you've got one. Yeah, juicy one. This is uh, somewhat epic. I didn't share this in the intro because it deserves its own full attention. Um, So I was taking the kids home from school. Um, I felt somewhat on top of the world because I picked up a Domino's pizza on the way to get them. Knew I had food for them because they come. They're starving the second you get them from school, and they're so angry. So they ate that outside. It was hard to get them in from the car. I was like, you texted me. And I could feel the excitement in the text that was, did you know that if you go to Domino's, you can walk out with a pizza in 12 minutes? Well, because I got there and I was like, because I knew I had like 20 minutes to be at daycare and I was like, you know, two minutes away from daycare. And they were like, I was like, how long is this going to take? And he said, it'll be done in 12 minutes. And I was like, this is a fact I need to know by heart. Um, <laughs> so you needed to write it down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got them a small pizza and some chicken Fingers. I know this is not healthy, but it is a, a win when you have hungry kids on your hand and you just need to not have two simultaneous meltdowns on the way home from school. Mm-hmm. So we, so Bryn was trying to eat hot pizza the whole car ride home. I think he even took his seatbelt off two blocks from home and that was very um, traumatic. But he was sitting still in his seat, so I was like, let's just get home. Then we, then they ate pizza. I love that you've already set this up as a real win so far. Uh, they ate pizza outside. Uh, I was like, they're fed, whatever. Um, I'm invincible. They I'm, have food in their stomachs. I'm like getting them almost inside. And then Maven like stopped to look at something and didn't want to go in. So then I grab her. Bryn's already inside the door. And then as I get her, he decides all of a sudden that he doesn't want to go inside. So I had to fight to get him up inside. It was like a, it was a real struggle because you have to carry two kids up the stairs, either like lock one in while you get the other one up the stairs. That's, or, that's almost 70 pounds of children. Yeah, it's just like a real risk of someone tumbling down some very hard sets of stairs yeah. into our apartment. So I really, and I was carrying like, bags and stuff like it was other anyway it was traumatic okay a hundred pounds of stuff i get them both inside the apartment i shut the door i'm sweaty and tired i go to get a glass of water and in the meantime Bryn knocks this 
child protective lock off the front door doorknob that is meant to prevent him from leaving the apartment. And he opens the door and he starts sprinting down the stairs. And he, he, I think he had actually already got like tried to escape once and I had gotten him inside. And then this time I just did not realize that I had taken my keys out of my pocket at this point. And I, so I sprint out after him, shut the door behind me because I don't want Maven tumbling down the stairs chasing <laughs> us. I run downstairs. He gets down two flights of stairs out the front door. I grab him. I'm bringing him back in. And then as I'm coming in, I like reach my back pocket for the keys. And I'm like, fuck. Stomach drops. I have no keys. And I have, luckily, my phone... <laughs> But I look at my phone and it's like 1% battery. So I'm like, I, so I text our neighbor who ha- across the hall who has a key. I am like, hey, are you around? Um, we're locked out of the house. I try to make it like kind of casual to not panic her because our home is pretty childproof. I don't think Maven's going to kill herself immediately. <laughs> but It'll take her a little time. Um, so our neighbor is like, oh, we're eating at uh, Smashburger down the street having dinner and it was sort of like implied, like, sorry, can't help you. Yeah. And I was like, and then knowing then that I had 1% battery, I had been also begging Maven to open the door because now that the child protective thing is off, I'm like, maybe she actually can turn the doorknob and let us in. And so she kind of jiggled it a few times, just very ineffectively, which was so frustrating. <laughs> and then she just walked away to... um like climb up on the chair and drink my glass of water, I guess, at the table. <laughs> and so I was like, Maven, can you try to open the door? And she's like, no, <laughs> no. She's just like happy. And so she's like you. She finally has some alone time. <laughs> so on 1% battery, I, I like text our neighbor, like a bunch of misspelled stuff that I was like, uh, I'm sorry. Maven's locked inside the apartment. And, um, and then my phone immediately dies keeping keep in mind the entire time that this is happening Bryn is screaming his head off fighting me as hard as possible to get away from me to so, run into the wilderness yeah so i'm so i'm like i'm sweating from like holding him so hard and also talking to maven and also trying to figure out the tech situation and so then i'm like okay our neighbor is probably coming back i don't know how long it's going to take her i really i don't like I don't know if she's texting me now to like confirm if that's necessary. Yeah. Uh, you are an hour and a half away in the city and my phone's dead. So then I knock on our next door neighbor's door who is uh, an older woman. And I'm just sort of like, because I just, at this point I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have to call the police department. I don't know if I'm going to have to do what you did when you locked our kids in the apartment. Well, we haven't even mentioned that. <laughs> which is crawl, which is go through another neighbor's apartment and crawl across the fire escape into our window. And in the process, discover we live next to a hoarder. Yeah, but I didn't want to... I knew if I had to go through her apartment to crawl on the fire escape, I would need someone to contain Bryn. And that would mean asking our elderly neighbor to, like stiffly hold this <laughs> screaming child. So he's like flailing. And then when I knocked on her door and she came out, he kind of calmed down. And I was like, okay, at least yeah. we're all calm for a second. So I was talking to her and I was like, I don't, um, I was like, I don't know if I should call the police. I was like, do you have our other neighbor's phone number so I can call her on your phone? And yeah. she's like looking through like a binder of phone numbers, like old school style. 
And I was, and she was. Yeah, that binder has been in that apartment for at least 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. So she's finding the phone number. And then as this is happening, thankfully, our neighbor's husband starts, comes sprinting up the stairs to us (laughs) and goes in their apartment and gets the key. And I guess I felt bad because he had taken a cab home from the restaurant to get to us, which is like a 15 minute walk, but it's like a, you know, five minute drive. Oh my God. Uh, So I felt really bad interrupting their dinner because also our neighbor has, a three-year-old and is very, very pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, I've interrupted her last dinner maybe <laughs> with her family. Um, and I just, we should say, <laughs> this is the third time we have needed the the key from them. Well, the second time we needed the key. The first time... The first time there was no key in place. I did this almost exact same thing for different reasons. It was because Maven was in a stroller. She was tiny. So I carried her up in the, in the car seat case she was strapped in i brought Bryn in put them down ran downstairs to get the bottom of the stroller came back up and Bryn closed the door and i realized i had taken off my jacket and freaked out because Bryn was crying he was much smaller maven was in the car seats was less issue but i called the police i tried to break into the door and finally you suggested uh the fire escape brilliantly so i went into the neighbors it's terrifying over there at the neighbor's place it's just like <laughs> and you could tell she's a little uncomfortable me being in there but i had to crawl through like four lamps one of which <laughs> seemed to be plugged in and i like went through the window and i was like i'm just gonna gonna process anything i just <sighs> saw and i came in and there was maven in the totally happy and next to her was Bryn sitting on the floor with a gallon of milk and he was probably two years old at the time yeah well they seem to be able to entertain themselves. They got locked out of their apartment once, and I tried so hard to help them because <laughs> I felt like, you want to come in? They're like, no. I made pizza, and I was like, hey, I got some pizza. And it's like, oh, we went to get food. We'll be fine. And they just sat out in the hallway reading books. And I was like, let yeah, us help you so I feel less bad when this happens in the future. They seem much like calmer and more together by virtue of having one kid. I also felt bad that... This is me like premonitioning for them the reality of two children and being like, <laughs> good luck with this. They have so much more space between those kids. I know. Three and a half and years between kids. Their oldest is much more docile than ours. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've, you know, that he. He has his moments. They all do, but. He leaves their apartment a bunch. Like, I've come up three times now coming home from school with the two of them. And there he is at the top of the stairs just saying, hi, and his front door is open. And then we come up, and then his mom comes into the doorway and goes, where are you? And I can tell that he can just leave. Well, I think that was her trying to get him inside, and then he just stayed. No, this has happened at least two or three times. He came out of their apartment on his own? Yeah, he can. he figured out how to just open the door. And she's always a little flustered by it. And she's very pregnant. <laughs> I think the hard thing is that we, it's like, we now know, okay, we can like do the top lock on the door and lock them in. But then it feels like I might be locking you out of the apartment for when you get home later in the evening. Well, worst case scenario, I wake you up. We'll see, I guess. And that is, we don't know. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other 
as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqi.com. Made for women by women. This next segment is called Did You Knows? This is a segment where Peter learns a parenting or child-related fact. Peter, what's your fact? So this is an interesting one. This is from the New York Times. Uh, In a a broken toy experiment, two-year-olds were given toys that were rigged to break uh, spectacularly. And those kids who showed the most guilt went on to have fewer behavioral problems later on so they would give it they would give a toy uh, oh man so that and this immediately made me go like oh how would my children fare but they'd give a toy to a child and then it would break right away and they weren't mean about it or anything but they'd sort of just like let them sit there in that moment for like 60 (laughs) seconds and they would just squirm or like cover their face uh, and then they'd be like, it's okay. No, no problem. This does not bode well for Bryn because his reaction to this would definitely be blaming us and telling us to fix it. Well, I thought about this because <laughs> I was like, so basically low guilt kids uh, tend to go on to have few more behavioral issues. But there's also another side to this and I'm, I'm dramatically summarizing. Um, but there's sort of two aspects of this, which is high or low self-control kids, kids that can sort of see the outcome of something and as a result adjust their behavior knowing that there's negative consequences to something. So there's self-control and guilt. And it's the kids who have low 
guilt and low self-control that are sociopaths. Um, but in general, the higher the guilt, um, you know, the more well-adjusted they're going to be. And it's a really obvious to me, the sort of like, yeah, guilt serves a very specific purpose. It doesn't seem like it would be that positive though. Like I don't think of guilt as like a helpful force in my life. Well, I think in general, in our society, guilt is only brought up as like a real negative thing. But of course, at the core of the feeling of guilt is a positive thing, which is that teaches you to feel bad if you break your friend's toy. So you're not a sociopath. Um, Related to this, I took a, a very nice friend of ours gave us a gift card for our children this week because... Um, it was Maven's birthday. And so I took them to the toy store to buy toys, which they don't have like, most of their toys are hand-me-down toys or they'll get something for their birthday here and, here and there, but they don't have yeah. these like plastic piles of toys that a lot of kids have. Yeah. Um, not because we're special, just because we don't like to spend money and um, I think are it's, lazy. I, I think it's mostly because our uh, gifts is very low in our love languages. <laughs> we both discovered that we aren't real big into gifts. Yeah. So I took them to pick out toys and Bryn really wanted a uh, transformer. Whatever. A rescue bot? A rescue bot. So I'm looking at it. He gets I was, very mad if I call them transformers, even though they are transformers, <laughs> colon, rescue bots. So so he got this, like, what to me looks like a very cheap piece of plastic that happens to cost $20, which... It's $20? It's insane. And so I was... This is why I don't feel guilty about not buying them toys, because I was like, okay, I'll do this because someone specifically wanted the kids to get something they like for them mm-hmm. and I'm just going to let him get his heart's desire, which is like a plastic piece of crap. Yeah. So we get it. We leave the store. They both behaved like surprisingly well in the store. Um, he got it. He was being really nice about it. I had warned him like, you better be good. And then he got it and it was like really hard to transform it. And the head wasn't popping out the way it was supposed to. And it was like very, in my mind, disappointing, especially because of the $20 factor, which I was yeah. just like, that's so much money for this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like try to be calm and rational about this and be like model what I think is like, I don't know, somewhat more responsible spending habits and like take him back to the store to exchange this for a functional toy. Um, yep. None of this would make any sense to him. I will. It just makes sense in my mind because I feel like in my family, if something like that happened growing up, there'd be a lot of like crying or like drama around the fact that like this stupid cheap piece of crap, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. I, my parents don't, my parents were busy people and I just don't think they would have the energy to like go back to a store and return things. They're just like, well, the mistakes have been made. Um, so, <laughs> so I was like, let's just see if we can like calmly resolve this. So we, um, I think they might have. You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, so we go to the store. Of course, it's closed. And then Bryn was like surprisingly calm about the fact that it was broken. Like I was like, he, he was like complaining. He was like, my toy is broken, but he wasn't mad. He didn't freak out. I was like, daddy's going to return this for you later. And he he was like, okay. And he kept talking about it, but he wasn't like 
super angry, which I was impressed with. I I took it back and I told him I was going to take it to get a new one and he freaked out. (laughs) But I later realized it's because he thinks that that toy is just a broken toy. And then if I get the same one, it'll be broken. Right. So I brought it home and it was fixed. And of course, he was delighted. He was really confused by the whole experience. But I do think it was like good lesson for him of this thing is not supposed to work this way. Yeah. Uh (laughs) But circling back to guilt, I'm realizing that kid does feel guilt. Or he at least knows. Like he does something and I I can see him look at me. And I know (laughs) I, I worked on at a middle school for six years watching kids on the playground after school and you knew when they did something wrong because that was the only time they would look at you yeah he I'd be did. standing there and they look at me and then i'd just stare at them and piece together what had happened and then i tell them to come over and then i usually just go tell me why what you did was wrong and then they would explain to me everything i didn't see <laughs> by the way great parenting tip that's a real one if you're not sure what happened just if your kids are a little older This is what my dad always did to me, is he'd just very calmly bring me over and say, tell me why that was a bad idea. And then I would explain it and then punish myself. And he'd say, okay, and it was over. Uh, Another funny example of that is uh, part of Bryn's morning routine is to get up a half hour before us and just wander around the apartment getting into trouble. And this morning, the thing he found to get into trouble was he pulled a salami out of the fridge and was just eating it. Like a comically big salami. Yeah. Um, and so he's just like munching on salami and I woke up and my eye, my vision was still kind of like blurry. And I was like, what do you have? And of course he just like runs away. (laughs) He did the same thing to you where you're, you were like, you, I had been talking to him for a while while he was just like munching on salami. And then you sat up in bed and he was like, like, (gasps) daddy takes things away from me. (laughs) He just ran. Yeah. He can read that body language and he knows there, there is guilt in there. And I think a healthy amount of guilt, uh, so that we know he's not a sociopath. He's just a selfish oldest child. All right. Now it's time for a fun new game that we just created. And, um, boy, we need another segment title. I'm going to call it do you notice what he said? In this game, Beth and I each wrote down a real quote from our three-and-a-half-year-old Bryn. And uh, I'm going to tell you three quotes, and one of them is true. And you're going to have to guess which one is true. Are you ready, Beth? Yes. Okay, number one. These are all things Bryn did or did not say to me. Daddy, you're a butt daddy. Daddy... You're a beautiful fart daddy. <laughs> daddy, you're a mommy daddy. Um, I'm going to guess he said you're a butt daddy. Very close. He said to me, daddy, you're a beautiful fart daddy. <laughs> After, admittedly, I had farted. Okay. Mine are very similar. I'm going to give you <laughs> a, here are some things Bryn may or may not have said to me. Okay. Mommy, you look really handsome. (laughs) Mommy, I want a butt toy. (laughs) Mommy, I can count to fart. (laughs) Um, I think because it's the funniest, I have to guess, Mommy, I can count to fart. (laughs) No, he said, Mommy, you look really handsome. Oh, also, those are all very Bren. 
Handsome. Yeah. I think he walked in when I was getting dressed or something. It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm a handsome lady. Do we call him handsome? We must. I think I have called him handsome before. He's a handsome fella. Can we talk about his haircut? Sure. He's got permanent mini alfalfa mohawk. Yeah, I in like it. the back it. of his head. I think it's a good look for him. But it's it's like not his hair sticking up. It's there's no way for it not to. He has major cowlicks and then his hair is at a shorter length where the weight of it does not hold it down. <laughs> yeah. Somehow the barber before figured out how to take care of that horn. Uh, <laughs> well, I like it. All right, cool. So the real quotes were, uh, Daddy, you're a beautiful fart, Daddy. <laughs> and Mommy, you're a very handsome. Mommy, you look really handsome. Mommy, you look really handsome. Well, Beth, you know what? You do look very handsome. And you look very beautiful fart. Yeah. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. All right, now it's time for our favorite game, Would You Knows? This is where we posit a hypothetical parenting situation to the other 
parent and discuss how we would handle it. Beth, you've got one for me, yeah? Yeah, so um, this is based off one of our childless friends posted on Facebook this week about how he saw someone changing a baby's diaper on a crowded rush hour train. And he was like, yay or nay? And then all these childless people chimed in and they were like, disgusting, unacceptable, never change diapers in public. And then all these people with kids were like, well, it's really hard to find a place to change a kid's diaper in the city. And also kids get diaper rashes if you don't change the diaper soon enough. And stop shaming parents, you idiots. Leave us alone. We're just trying to survive over here. So my hypothetical is you have a baby on a crowded rush hour train no oh, i'm so uncomfortable already stroller. okay diaper is exploding and it's pretty much definitely about to start leaking mm. out of the diaper in front of the world okay if they're in a stroller though never mind they're not in a stroller <laughs> oh no <laughs> i'm holding a baby with a leaky diaper okay they are in a stroller what do you what do you do oh stroll i mean stroller honestly i'm like I'm waiting till I get off this train. You're just going to let them destroy the stroller? Yeah. People are looking at your baby because your baby's cute, but people are also about to notice that like poop is going to start leaking out of your kid. It's a crowded train. Like I don't have space to like do a diaper change. I can't do it in the stroller. I need to lay it down. It. But you're sitting in a seat, so you have a seat to lay them down. So there's seats next to me to do it? Yeah. Uh, no. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would just keep it contained in the stroller. And I'd be like, look around and be like, uh, 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 uh. and then I'd get off of the next stop and I would do it on a one of those bed bug ridden benches. Well, what some what someone brought up in this thread is that those bed bug ridden benches have little dividers between every seat. So you can't lay a baby fully down on them. Oh, gosh, that's true. And the thing that you have to keep in mind with Manhattan is wherever you're going, the idea of there being an accessible bathroom anywhere near you is pretty slim. Minimal. Not to mention, if you do find a bathroom, there's no way there's a changing table in it. Yeah. And especially now with all the Barnes and Nobles closing. And the bathrooms are filthy. Uh, I mean, you know, I would, I would, I would grab a blanket and I would put that baby disgustingly where's on, this blanket where are you getting this blanket i'm prepared am i <laughs> am i me or am i like a real dad who's prepared you're you okay so i don't have a blanket Ugh, how cold is it do i have a jacket uh no this is this sucks i mean i was gonna say i i would put my baby on the subway ground which Ugh, no is disgusting no i mean if i had something to put it no, you on. should. Nothing should ever touch that floor. You know what? It's every the, every the side. Would you put it on a sidewalk? The sidewalk's not the same. It's equally gross. I would put something on a sidewalk in the suburbs. I wouldn't put something on the sidewalk in the city. I mean, it's no. Uh, uh, oh God! I just leave it all in the stroller, and I would run home. That being said. I like the idea that you think you're close to home because you're not. You're like an Ugh. hour and a half away from home. Oh, You keep trying to shift the reality. I hate, I hate this. I hate this hypothetical. Okay. Well, the point of this is I want to point out that these parents probably had few other options. Oh, absolutely. Here's the thing is I am 100% 
for if I see anyone changing a baby anywhere, I'm like, go for it. I I feel you. I'm I'm too uncomfortable to have that kind of attention, and I'd avoid it for as long as I possibly could. Um, but change your baby wherever you need to. Also, I am sure that before I had kids, if I heard that, I would have had a different reaction. Hmm. Okay. I would like to think that I would be understanding. But if I'm going to be honest with myself, I probably wouldn't have thought the whole thing through. I'd be like, don't do that there. And that'd be the end of it. I wouldn't comment because I don't comment on Facebook. I'm so upset about that time I was on the subway with the leaky poopy diaper and I threw my baby on the ground. I can't believe you would even consider putting a baby on the ground of the subway car. In my mind, I had a big blanket. Not the ground of the subway car. I get off the train. Uh, On a narrow train platform where people are shoving that? In my mind, I'm going to find a space where there aren't a bunch of people. And I just want a flat surface and I put it, no. I put a blanket down and get it done and then go home no. and never leave my apartment ever again. You'd have to burn that baby after that. <laughs> I just want to officially say that we do not condone throwing babies onto grounds or burning them on this podcast. <laughs> and we don't take a lot of hard stances on stuff, but that's a hard stance, Beth, I'm taking. Okay. This has been We Knows Parenting. If you'd like to hear more from either of us, you can find me on Twitter at Beth New. You can see my website, Reductress.com and the Reductress Minute podcast. If you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Micnen, M-I-C-N-E-N, or at PeterMcNerney.net or on the Story Pirates podcast. If you have parenting questions, comments, or advice, send them to us at weknowspod at gmail.com. You can also find We Knows Parenting on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at weknowspod. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. That would really help us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until next time, goodbye! Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at XOJACQUI.com. Made for women by women. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. 
Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.